Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing, Dave? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Got something a little different today. Very different, yeah. So what we've done is we realised that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in, over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown, we had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about Battle of the Treks. We've talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we've got a couple of, we had a couple of special guests, didn't we? We had a new head of operations over in Nepal. Yep. Uh, Lee Wardle, Ironman triathlete, um, gym owner, and all around nice guy. Um, yeah, and there's there's so much good information and good content there that, and not everybody is on Facebook or yeah can sit there and watch a video for an hour and a bit doing nothing. So yeah, this is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. Um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah. Live here. Mm-hmm. I always remember one of your first ever lives, one of these that we did, and all I remember is the replay. And I think you play with your hair, and and all I hear you was go. We're coming through loud and strong. <laughs> I almost remember that one. Loud and strong. Yeah, well, that's because, like, the, if you look through, look, wow, I've just made that much worse. If you look at, like, the history of my hair, yeah, it's been just a sea of tragedy. <laughs> I think there's been one good haircut in all the lives we've ever done. Is, is that it? Is that really? Yeah, it's because I'm lazy, so I tend to grow my hair because it's, it's a, easier to deal with. Brilliant. Um, Laura Collins again. Laura, Laura's, like, Dedication. That, that alarm must be very well set. Laura. I admire her. I admire her. I've got to be um, honest. We barely make it on time. <laughs> Apologies. Um, today we had a, a couple of technical issues, um, as always. Um, yeah, we're back. I'm back in the what, office what, today. One, one of them was you forgot your coffee. That is true. I needed yeah. to have my mug of coffee. Yeah. Um, so you know, it comes on every live. So you know, we're all about tradition here on the Tuesday tune. Yeah. So, um, it wouldn't be the same without coffee, Mandel Bhutan's. Dave talk about his hair changed, and his knee. I've changed the, the mandals now. I don't wear them anymore. Yeah, what have you got there? You, you I think they're called the Adamellos or something. They're called. They're oh, the wide fit ones. I gave my mandals away. Oh yeah, I know you should. Well done in the community as well. Just doing a putting a bit of putting a bit of good goodness good into energy. the world. You know. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Well, Vicky as well. Yeah, we got Evertrek on it. That's Vicky. She's on the on the on the comments or on the phones as Dave used to say. Uh, but who we got? We got Laura, we got Stuart, we got Tina, mm. uh, we got Marky V, Mark, can't wait to see you tomorrow. Um, Sophie, we got Laura. Are we Twist. seeing Mark tomorrow? Yeah, I didn't know about this. Ah, surprise. Is he at the W? He is, yeah. WTO. Looking forward to seeing you, my friend. <laughs> and Sandra as well. Sandra, the wife? Right. Yes, yes. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry, Mark. I'll have to introduce him, right? Yeah, I, I, I know about I know Sandra, um, but I've just. Uh, Literally, another second, a second name popped into my head, and I was like, "What's Sandra doing?" There? <laughs> um, Who's the bloke on the left? Um, I suppose you are no, on the I, left. I think it's you. Okay, I know I have had a bit of a well, haircut. Well, as well, well. Also, you're never here. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Are you, you going to disappear today? No, or? no, no. I'm here, committed for an so, hour. Hang on a minute. 
This is real. It's actually <laughs> this is real. real. Uh, oh, we got Becky from Aloft. Becky, how you doing? All the way from all the way from Kathmandu. Hello, Becky. Oh, brilliant. I, it's always great when we see people tune in from from far, far away. Yeah. Not just me. Um, yeah, it's a little bit less sunny mm. in, in the office this time, but uh, is it? It is. Let's say that we got some bright lights. No, there. it's this not. Really it's not any less sunny in this office. And <laughs> it's a little less sunny than your last office. Is that what it is? Is yeah, that what it is? Yeah. Brilliant. Well, look. Um, yeah. Thanks everyone for for joining us today. Um, yeah, it's been a been a busy busy few weeks. We've got a lot lot going on in yeah. the Evertracker community. Um, yeah, and today we 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 thought we'd focus on, you know, the the, the real heroes of, of of the treks when it comes to the, the to the guides. The Evertracker. Oh, sorry, Dave. Yeah. Sorry. No, carry on. <laughs> it's okay. Um, no, and, and it's we, we just wanted to chat about the the, the teams really. Um, you know, in, in every country, you know, I, I know we focus on Nepal a lot because that's where. Um, a lot of our trekkers are at the moment, and it was obviously where we first started. But actually, across all trips, you know, yeah. the um, we always get whenever there's a, a review or feedback or, or comments. Um, majority, I say, eighty percent of the time, they all it's always about oh the guide. Um, I wouldn't have done it without the guide. I wouldn't have, um, you know, thank you so much. And you know, usually it's like, oh, can you tell them this? And you know, it's really kind of heartwarming to get those kind of comments because, yeah. you know, like. Me and David Trekkers ourselves, you know, we've been to high altitude. We know it can be tough, and sometimes you need that um, that person who's got it covered and and can help you, um, you know, and, and look after your, your health, your pace, you know, your enjoyment. And I think something you said, I think it always sticks in my mind when we were on Killy, and we did. Um, was that get me off this mountain? No, no, it wasn't no. that one. It wasn't that <laughs> Not one. that one. Uh, it was when you said around. I think we did a little bit of an interview with Steve. Yeah. In Midmoshi at the hotel, and you were talking about the, the guides becoming your friends. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I and it always does stick with me because I think of all the guides we've ever met, I don't think any of them are not our friends now. You know. In, no, in that no. Way, I think a lot of Evertrekkers. Yeah, well, they're the same way. They're a hundred percent the backbone of our trips, and that's almost like a phrase, you know, that's like, oh, they're the, but they really, really are. Mm. They're the, they're the foundation of all the success that we've ever had taking people on any trips ever yeah. without them and without the porters the guides <clears throat> and i'll be honest a lot of the support staff as well the people yeah. that do the driving back and forth from the airports all of those people they all form a vital link in the chain that gets people success in the mountains but particularly the porters and the guides yeah. as well they it's a hard life to be a porter and a guide you know yes. they spend a lot of time in really harsh environments often you know it's really cold or it can be really hot really on these trips do we not have to fight some form of like weather or you know they spend a lot of time at high altitude and they're really exerting themselves by carrying the load so all of us can can experience the enjoyment and um yeah you know they sleep in tea houses they sleep in tents mm -hmm. they sleep you know in in sort of big rooms together it's a it is a tough life and we wanted to do a live, um, especially off the back of some trips that have happened recently, yeah. where there has been a lot of like bad weather, a lot of adversity that everyone, including you guys, have had to overcome. Yeah. And we thought, you know what, let's talk about let's talk about the real heroes, you know. Yeah, exactly. And some nice comments as well. <clears throat> Firstly, um, before we do go to the comments, Emily. Uh, Emily Cathil's in Namche. Oh mate, great great to see you have some Wi-Fi. And I hope um uh, I don't know if you've been in touch with home. I hope uh, was it your dad who got kicked from a horse? Um, I remember, oh, really? yeah. yeah, yeah, just before she left. Um, so I hope he's okay. For my, I hope I've got that right. I know someone got kicked by us. I, I hope it was your dad. 
Uh, oh. uh, no, as in I didn't hope it was your dad. I mean, I hope I Emily, that right. we, we really do hope that whoever <laughs> it is that got kicked by a horse is uh, mending well. Wow. Um, we, we, yeah. I got, I did that one well, didn't I? So uh, <laughs> yeah, that was smooth. Um, I should have just said whoever, but uh, no, no, honestly, yeah, I hope, hope it's okay. Um, yeah, and Tina, um, Simon and Lindsay as well, just talking about their trips. I uh, know we have made it up Calipatar with Atal giving me a kick up the backside. Yeah, yeah Simon, Calipatar's tough, um, especially when after base camp, um, you know, the, the day before, and then you, you, you're kind of trying to get up there and you've got to get up super early, you're freezing. Yeah. All you want to do is sleep, and then you've got you've got two hours of walking, but well done on getting up there, mate. I know the, the view yeah. is amazing. 100%. I remember I was with, um, hey, Jerome, the official rock carrier is back. He is. I, I hope he brought back some rocks. What a well legend. I'm looking, <laughs> um, I think Jerome's putting together a, um, am I right, Jerome, like a blog or a video blog of your trip? Okay. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think it's going to be epic. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, who was I? I was going to refer. So what, was, what were we talking about then before I got distracted by Jerome? Uh, we talked about Emily and it was her dad. Yes, I got it right. Thank you, Emily. And, and just reading what Emily was saying, I hope you're feeling better. Uh, Namche is always a challenge, you know, where you are. Just just give it a bit of time. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, you're feeling better tomorrow. Try and get a good sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you, you tune it in. What, what time is it there? It must be getting on six o'clock now in, in Nepal. Yeah, um, probably. So yeah, get some food, get some sleep, get some rest. And I hope you feel better tomorrow, Emily. And enjoy the enjoy the rest of your trek. Yeah. Um, hey, David Clift is here as well. Great stuff. Um, always great to see David How's on. Going, not, not long got back from his trip um, as well with uh, with his big group. Um, and yeah, I mean, just to start with the, the the guides. Then, I mean, I mean, first of all, we want to talk about why we use local guides. Yeah. So I always think it's good to start with that because you know we do. I I've been on trips where I've had. Um, you know, people from the UK and, and, and I've been on trips and locations, you know, in, in, around the world, you know, when you're traveling and you get people from the, lo you know, who live there, who are yeah. from there. And I've always certainly preferred, I mean, this is just a, a personal thing. And I think it's, uh, oh yeah, 1825 wasn't too far. Um, and I, I always, th I always preferred having someone who, who was there. Um, like I remember when I was a scuba diving instructor and I used to take people um, you know, I, I used to have knowledge of the, mm. the local kind of reefs and everything and used to take them around. But actually, uh, you know, the local, when I was living in Thailand, the Thai uh, scuba dive instructors and the guides, actually, they, they, they kind of knew it a bit better. And I think um, it just it really improves your experience, I think, no. having the locals. I think it's the 100%. same on the trek. 100%. I think that because one of our firm convictions is that we <laughs> want to use only local yeah. um you know, local guides, local porters, everybody in the country that we go to and we send people to, yeah. um, we want to provide them with, you know, not only our business, but also, you know, provide our customers with their knowledge because they are the best. They live in these areas. They're from these areas. They've got an a lifetime of knowledge yeah. that we can only hope to catch up on. And it has been brought up, um, you know, some, so we do get some feedback, you know, that Occasionally, it would be nice to have someone who's like perhaps an English-speaking guide from Evertrek there to kind of communicate with, and I totally understand that. But the reason why we're not going to go down that route is yeah. because, okay, it may be a challenge sometimes to try and get that, and we can we can make things. You know, we don't want to go the easy route. We want to keep the way we're doing it. Um, in mean using the local guides, the local porters, the local businesses, the local support, everything local, yeah. and whatever challenges that comes with, we'll adapt and we'll improve. Yeah. Um, but I don't see us ever changing. No, I think using um, those guys because they're amazing and they're so yeah. good and kind that yeah. 
I think it, it also that there's a, that kind of attachment as well because <clears throat> you know I think when, when you're using kind of people from the local communities it's definitely um you know the, the money kind of stays local you know in in my mind I think that was always one of the, the the big things in the beginning and I think that's that's still the same now like a lot of the money goes directly to those people which you know you're, you're supporting I mean from, from our perspective it's always nice knowing that not only the trips are good you yeah. know and 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 they're you know they're really good but also as well you're doing something as well because you're supporting the local communities the families yeah you know the lodges you know the way whatever you you spend your money you're supporting them and and, and ever trackers should and everyone who, who tracks and, and goes to these remote locations um you know you, you're doing a good thing um by actually just going there especially now post pandemic yeah you know which uh, especially after two years of, <clears throat> of not having much and you know the, the Nepalese people, the Tanzanian people, the Peruvians, you know, uh, Moroccans, you know, they are very resilient people, but still, you know, they're human beings and, and they, you know, it's spending money in that local economy is priceless. So, so good on you. And uh, especially to everyone that's out there now, Emily, once you're feeling better and yeah. uh, you're out of bed, uh, but great to hear the guy brought you dinner to the bed. Um, yeah. Try and walk around, um, uh, especially on the way down, on the, on the way back down, which you've done base camp, have a little walk around in, in Namche. It's uh, yeah. one of my favorite places to hang out. I've always said it's um I want to go over there and spend a month or two working in Namche. Yeah. I'm gonna do it one year. I'm gonna go over there during the season, um, so I can be kind of on the ground, but really it's for me. Like I, I just <laughs> want to spend some time there. Marky V's literally is. like put you know, put it into great words here. Yeah. It's always best to put back into the local economy. Occasionally challenging to stay local, but always worth the effort. And I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, because you know we have had feedback where some people have said, "Oh, it would have been nice just to have someone from the UK, from the UK." Yeah, yeah. And no, that's and do you know what? A fair comment, and I agree yeah. with you. But we're always here. You can at any point drop us an email or give us a call and talk to us. Yes. Um, and we can provide whatever support or that's needed. But at the same time. I, you know, I'm, I'm truly con convinced that 99.9999% of the time using the local guys that we have there are the absolute best way to, to do things because you, you will learn so much more and, and also, <laughs> Excuse me. you know, you'll, you'll become friends and you do yeah. become firm friends as well. Hey, Stefan, how's it going? Yeah. Um, hey, Stefan. And yeah. Tina as well. Can I, Tina's here. Can I work for you in the Annapurna area? <laughs> yeah. Tina, you never know. Are you from Nepal? <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah, no, I, I Annapurna area. Um, Tina, love you to bits, mate. Yeah, 100%. Can't wait to see you out there. Um, and Amy, the Machu trip next June is the same time as Inti Raimi. We'll be celebrating the guides. Yeah, if it's any, it's the same as any, any festival, as long as it doesn't affect um, the trip. It's usually celebrated wherever uh, wherever you are. The same as um, like in Nepal, um, in Morocco. Um, you know, we were over there, they were in Ramadan, it was you know, pretty much every evening. Um, you know, they might have to sort of make allowances, but um, yeah. yeah, certainly. Uh, Inti Raimi, um, I'll have to, Amy, I'll have to research that because I've, I've not celebrated that myself or seen it. I was out there in September, um, but I am sure knowing the Peruvians and the guides, they do like to celebrate. So yeah, yeah. they're really, really cool guys. So uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, 100%. And um, I can see uh, a lot of people bigging up the Sherpa barista. Yeah, I've had their nice. cake. I had a chocolate cake there once. Mm. It blew my mind. It was all I thought about all the way back <laughs> from Namshi. On that day from when you go from, um, uh, where'd you go? Ferry Chay to Namshi. Big day. It was Big on. It, it was on my mind constantly. It's what kept me going. I had an imaginary fishing rod on my back with that cake dangling in front. You know, like a, <laughs> like like. like Is that what it was? Yeah, that's it. 
Um, uh, Bri, Bri, how you doing, mate? It's, it's coincidental you're talking about the guides today because it was two years ago that I did the Para 10 and raised 585 quid for the awesome guides. Yeah. Yeah, Bri, I, I know, yeah, mate. Two years ago, wasn't it? Gosh, it seems seems like yeah, a lifetime ago almost now. But yeah, during the the, the, the challenging COVID times, and yeah, thanks, Bri, for, for all that. I know you put yourself through some pain. But um, yeah, we, we, we always remember yeah. the, the, the great things, not just you, but the Evertrekker community have, uh, have done for our guides. And, yeah. um, it's been quite interesting because we've, um, obviously, I, I, just to kind of segue in, um, obviously, we've, we've announced the, the crowdfunding that we're doing through Evertrek, the equity crowdfunding. And a lot of things off the back of that was, was research. And we were just basically going through the journey that we've been on, um, you know, just to show especially I know the Evertracker community have kind of followed us for the journey, but especially to maybe some new investors, we wanted to show like the journey we've been on. And actually a part of that was some of the fundraising we did during COVID as well as the community. Um, so yeah, Brian, I, you know, was doing a bit of research and, and, and reminding ourselves what we did during COVID because, you know, I think, um, you know, just keeping the, the teams going and the local teams is the reason why they're there guided now. Yeah, you know, no, 100%. So don't forget that, you know, they're, they're, they're still going because of because of you, people like yourself. Um, so, so well done, mate. That's it. I mean, a lot of a lot of um, there's a lot that goes on, I think, behind the scenes. And it was really good when we did during COVID mm. strides for guides where people raised all that money um, and also jackets for guys where you bought jackets yeah. that we had made in Nepal. Um, and then sent all of the money back to those guys. And I think the original one as well. We did the original fundraiser. The original fundraiser, yeah, I forget. Yeah, I know, because we um, did a few. Was, we did a good. few. But honestly, that's. I, I wish we could do more because yeah. they, they, they've done so much for us and the sacrifices that they make in order to make sure that we as customers get to experience yeah. the exhilaration of reaching EBC or the summit of Kili or the summit of Tupcal. Yeah. Um, it can't be done without those guys because <laughs> I always say that, you know, when... And I was chatting to some guys recently, um, a guy Andy <clears throat> and David. And um, anyone, anyone we know? It, it was it was two different Andy's. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, I was say, I wasn't that... talking to myself. It was quite funny because wow. whenever I referred to, like, I was chatting, and if I referred to you, I'd say like my Andy. Okay. <laughs> like, wow. But uh, and I was chatting to those guys, and they, they you know, one thing I perhaps we we don't do enough is talk about how we support those guys. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. Part, and and I did say like part of it is because you don't want to come across like you're you know you, you're doing this to kind of help them they're helping us as much as we're helping them yeah it's a mutual thing but in times of difficulty particularly during covid where there was pretty much nothing happening for the best part of two years um you know what can we do to show our appreciation for everything they've already done for us yeah you know and perhaps we didn't we, we don't shout about it enough and i said yeah. well maybe a little bit of that is that you don't want to seem like you're kind of like boasting about what you do but actually, you know, we we do care about these guys, and to demonstrate Absolutely. and to demonstrate that we do care, we do we do try our best for them. I mean, one of the the particular thing that we have in Nepal is that we tend to use the so each guide kind of has their own team, and yeah. they'll tend to use the same porters. And what that means is that we end up using the same teams all the time. Yeah, They're always within our circles, and we really do keep the best of the best. But what it means is that we were, you know, the loyalty is not just one way. And if you start as a porter, yeah. obviously, you know, they, these guys may come from the villages, very remote yeah. villages. They might not have good English speaking skills, um, but what they are is incredibly strong and they've got a knack for some, you know, survival at high altitude. So what do we do? Is that do we leave these people as ports for the rest of their yeah, lives? Yeah. Absolutely not. We want to develop them into guides. Yeah. So the team in Kathmandu, um and Anuj a lot of people see Anuj and they might just see him like running around 
conducting business but what he does <laughs> behind the teams to look after those guys is just yeah, amazing isn't it? Yeah. you know helping with the, the the education side of things the insurance and the health cover um one story that we did that he did for a porter which was on a trip that i was on right. and i didn't know about this till i got back this was in october 2019 yeah, yeah. where we were in gorek chef and one of our porters on his first ever trip um come down with um uh hate oh really and they were obviously hate leads onto haste and yeah. you have to get that person down immediately um it was bad weather so it was very difficult to get a chopper that night so yeah. what they did is they got um we got oxygen you know you can buy the canisters yeah, of oxygen. Yeah. paid for that got him a helicopter back down to look paid for his medical expenses and, and got him seen by a doctor and then also put him back on the next trip yeah, yeah. because he was honest he was he was he was you know recovered and good and at that point you know some companies um you know might not use that porter again but no 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 that's not that's not the case with us yeah. you know we want to keep our guys together close and and look after them and yeah i'll never forget that guy because i recognized him on the trip and then when i got back down i saw he was in lukla and i was yeah. i said to anu just oh, I, I can in lukla and this anu told me the story i didn't even know that happened yeah, on my yeah, trip. Yeah. i had no idea that's it a lot goes on beyond the scenes and yeah you, i think you, you've certainly set the scene there because you know there, there are a lot of things that, that do happen and and it's good to it's like any any walk of life isn't it to just to kind of see that you know people are okay they're porters um you know but they don't have to stay porters the rest of their lives i mean it's you know there, there are in, in the mountain communities there are a lot of people who um you know who, who kind of start as porters when they're very young you know in their teens and then they'll work up if they want to be a, a guide or assistant guide they kind of uh, there are opportunities um and there's becoming more and more opportunities now not just for men but for, for, for women as well because um it's quite culturally um quite sort of male heavy um you know but we've had sort of female porters and, and yeah. obviously them to be training to be guides particularly in tanzania um, big push for that yeah and and, and more so as well in, in nepal now um and that is is basically behind the scenes all the training happens especially on like during the monsoon or during winter there's a lot of training that happens um but over the winter we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can ask a news just to share some images because it'd be great actually for the community to see what's happening behind the scenes um obviously the training of you know first high altitude first aid you know the 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 management of trips um because especially if you're a porter becoming an assistant guide and assistant guide becoming a lead guide obviously there's there's there's, there's levels of experience you'll have especially when it comes to language yeah um and dave kind of referred to it earlier around you know that Obviously, English isn't their first language, and, and culturally, you know, it, obviously they're, they're, there's going to be bits um, that you know their their kind of language is a bit off. But they're all English-speaking guides, uh, and that you know they're all really good at it. But obviously, it's not their first language, so there might be some things that uh, it's a little bit different. Um, but again, that that takes time, doesn't it? And you know, it's, it definitely takes a lot of practice. And I know some of the assistant guides that we've had over the years, some of their English hasn't been as good. And then you go back. And they're actually a lot better because they've been engaging yeah. with customers. Um, but it's quite, it's quite, it's, it's, it's good then because you, you know, if you if you are on a trip with, and some of your porters and assistant guides don't speak good English, then try and engage with them. Well, do you remember? Mick? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Of course. I think his name was Mech, Mech, but his nickname was Mick. Yeah, he's yeah. Um, and he's he, a porter, uh, assistant guide. He's assistant guide. Like ah, training right. to be training to be a full guide yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and and studying English when we were there. And um, basically, my father. This is when the trip where he turned back. Um, so he got to Lobouche and yeah. then turned back. What was amazing there is that we had uh, a group of porters that basically not a single porter like stayed behind. They all mm. came with us, 
um, on that base camp trek, turned back with my dad, and and my dad said Mick was like his shadow. Was it? <laughs> and basically, wherever yeah, my dad yeah, was, yeah, Mick yeah, was. Yeah. And that's Brilliant. the one thing as well. Like, um, I, I'm gonna uh, check out Stefan Halls as well <laughs> here me. because him and oh, uh, hey, the rest of his group, they, they, you know, these guys were the ones that got um really hammered by the weather and the conditions out there and it was a really tough trek and honestly I, I take my hat off to those guys because um they persevered through um some really difficult stuff i mean we've had some difficult stuff as well where we've had to cross those glaciers remember the ones that were like uh where it was like falling apart yeah and was, it, yeah you got yeah and sketchy when i was talking to stefan and it does that type of experience it imprints in your brain yeah uh, but honestly it'll make you a better person it makes everybody that goes through that a better person in the mountains because mm you've experienced that firsthand and I know we have and it's now when you go back it's you, you almost you to be a good adventurer you almost need those types of things you know but, yeah but yeah. I will say that what they did was was truly epic and and rightly so the guys that we you know the porters they, they do it as well yeah you know whatever we go through they go through well it's it, it is I mean some education is actual education isn't it um you know is is like is is the education you through experience or education through actually training and I think a lot of the guides you know they, they the, a lot of their education they have is through experience but then obviously there's the stuff that goes on behind the scenes as well yeah yeah any high altitude guide any high altitude assistant guide has to go through a level just to become a guide and as Dave said regarding the best of the best you know we, we look and recruit guides who are um you know they're, they're, they're generally people who especially the, the lead guides because if you're on a group of kind of like you know 10 to 15 people um, it's good to get in hot debut. Yeah, sorry, but I, I can I, see I'm you just, getting up. Sneaking the fan on. Is He's it, put the fan on now. If, if you see any wavy hair, yeah, a, uh, Dave's just blasted in, the fan. When we're in the other, when we're in the other office, it's a lot cooler. It is. This, this one is epically hot. But, <laughs> it's um, all the positive energy in him. That's what happens. Don't mention the lads. <laughs> yeah, honestly, anybody this <laughs> has been looking up. Yeah. Uh, it was nice to get some sleep recently. I think mm. you know things calmed down a bit. And honestly, it's it, it's hard to like convey. Yeah. I think sometimes my my feelings towards these guys and what they do because when you think about it, we're like, yeah. we are. I was going to say something else then, but we're deep. I was going to add another word into deep, but we're deep into these seasons year after year. Yes, you know, not just Nepal, but Tanzania, mm. South America, yeah. Africa, uh, 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 Tanzania and Morocco. I meant to say, you know, we're, we're so deep in these seasons every year and the trials and tribulations that everybody goes through and. Mm um it just it, it means a lot to me when people come back um, <coughs> i was having a chat with andy not you different andy, different andy. and it's a good um, name it's never Andy. it's plenty of andy yeah and he, we had a good chat last uh friday i think it was yeah and um honestly some of the things he was telling me was just absolutely amazing yeah, yeah. um i asked him if he wouldn't mind me sharing his, his story and he said that basically okay. the before he went out to ebc he was kind of you know very down yeah. you know not really experiencing like the zest of life yeah, yeah yeah and he said but he's gone out there and he did ebc and he said he came back and he's like a change man really and awesome obviously i don't know if this well i know it's not the same for everybody mm. but when he came back and he said just having done what he'd done and his wife said that he seemed different and yeah, he yeah. felt different but one of the things he you know he was very passionate about was um the team that got him there not just yeah. uh, you know all of the guys who all the ever trekkers who we trekked with he did send me a list of names i apologize andy <laughs> but um but also the uh you know the team that got them there and stuff like that and he yeah. was, the, the, it really does touch me when people come back and they just have such care and compassion for these people yeah um 
yeah it's amazing it's quite it's quite interesting you say that because you know we sometimes as well um you know haven't been impacted in, in Nepal like not, not, not spiritually as such but you know feeling something when you're out there I say it could be a connection with the land the people you know the experience you you, you go through and I think everyone does bring something back yeah you know, a, a memory and, and sometimes it's not straight away because sometimes you can't kind of you know you, you, you're back to work like Kim uh, take it easy Kim uh, you know or you you know you, you get back and, and, and you're back into the the, the the thrust of life and it's not until you sit down with you know uh, literally you know a cup of coffee or a tea mm. and you get five and you actually realize what you've achieved and what you've done and what you've been through um, and it certainly can affect your life in such a positive way um, and that's why we we always like encouraging people to, to kind of push through the, the, the challenges but also as well about getting to know your guide, getting to know your porter, get to spend a bit of time with them. Um, honestly, I think something about the Nepalese people is that they are very spiritual people. I think obviously the religion, you know, 80% Hindu, Buddhism, which exists symbiotically, they coexist. Yeah. And there's no aggro. And it's very, um, it's very nice to see, you know, that you've got two, uh, almost not, not competing religions, but two different religions. Who can coexist well they share, um, they share temples don't they? yeah and it, yeah you go to a, a, one temple it's, it could be a hindu temple but it's got a buddhist shrine yeah and i think just that that respect um it means that the you can imagine culturally what sort of people they are and that can only affect you in in, in a certain way in my eyes yeah no um, you know i i certainly the first time i went to the pool and i didn't know that and then suddenly afterwards you think you know what nepalese people one of the nicest people in the world um you know, not just because they're, they're they're trying to look after you or a customer, but I think they are naturally nice people anyway. Yeah, um, generally, yeah. you know, and I think that does leave its mark on you to be like, you know, what these people have got nothing really. They haven't got much money. Um, you know, they don't have much, but they're always smiling and they're always happy. And you know, they 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 live in, uh, you know, life. And sometimes that can leave us impact on you as well. Yeah, you know, no, the, it does. The yeah. small things that you, you know, I'm probably going quite deep here, but the small things that we kind of complain about and, and and worry about sometimes in our lives actually uh, kind of inconsequential sometimes to to kind of or they're small in compare in comparison to the big stuff in life where yeah no yeah you know it just gives a little bit of perspective in my life you know yeah I mean? well it's hard it's hard you know when you when you know and, hey, I, and obviously i'm not <clears throat> you know nobody says that their way of life is easier or better but it's but you always kind of like what you always like and crave yeah. what you don't have you know and sometimes in you know in my experience you know living in the uk um you know and all this politics in the news and <coughs> all the unrest and stuff like that sometimes <laughs> going to a place where life is simpler yeah, yeah not easier but simpler um i think kind of resets us in a way yeah like yeah. when i first went over um to nepal and i had the same experience when i was in tanzania and yet life is chaotic over there and yeah. it's crazy and there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, but there's something about the act of hiking. And I remember when I came back and me and you went for our first hike in Brecon. Yeah. yeah. And I put my rucksack on and I had that feeling again. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I got to chase I, that yeah, I feeling. I got to I got to keep going back and wearing it. And, Chasing I, it mate. and I said, you know what? There's something to be said about the only job I've got to do that day is get from A to B with my rucksack on. Yeah. And that's what I got to do today. It's not bad, is you it? know, and then to everyone at Namche, enjoy. <laughs> yeah, honestly, uh, yeah, to everyone else on the track. I, I hope that um, Emily as well. You start to perk up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Namche, it can be a little bit of a tipping point for some people. Yeah. Um, but trust me, I've seen people up. We went up to 
um, Everest View Hotel for a coffee. Yeah. Um, and I saw one person with their head in their hands, really bad headache, felt like the trip was over, went back down to Namshi, had some food, drank plenty of water, took half a Diamox, woke up in the morning and was dancing a little jig. <laughs> um, so yeah, brilliant. Maybe that's just Diamox. Well, Diamoxy, you know, can, can help. <laughs> but yeah. Um, George, fly out Friday. George, have an awesome time. Um, and yeah, who is it? We got uh, Suzette as well. Bit late. Suzette, what time did you call us? I'll be joking. <laughs> um, no, great stuff. Yeah, great to see some some familiar faces on the on the live as well. And good luck, George. Safe journey out there. Diane <clears throat> had a really good catch up call with Diane the other day. Um, in the she's a member of the Summit Zone. So yeah, it's been great. <clears throat> Diane. You went for a run. Wait, I, I'm going to tell you now. What is it? Three. How many days you got? You fly out Friday. No more running, please. No more running. Relax. Remember, we talk about tapering off the training. <laughs> um, you just get some sleep uh, and rest and, and get that, get get energy and you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> just being for a run. No, I'm only joking. If it's, I know it's like if, if you're into your routines, it's hard, isn't it? But um, my point is just, just try and take it easy before you go. I've you been last minute injuries. I've been tapering down for a while now. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. when are you going? December. First of December, nice. yeah. Yeah, I, start, I, I started yeah. taping down long before I actually yeah. uh, booked the trip, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm 100 going back. Yeah. Brilliant. But um, yeah, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that sub it. Definitely. Um, you may you will this time. You will. I think, like you said, you talk about health and looking after yourself and tapering off. I think for yourself, your body's gonna be in a better better place now. You've got more experience. You're gonna smash it. 100%. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, like it's um, yeah. I, I'm just gonna keep going back until I get to the top. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, just uh, Stefan as well. The week or so of washing with freezing cold baby wipes. The first shower at the aloft. May I? I just just listening to you there. I I I totally get it. Um, that shower that you'll have after your after a, a, a long trek. Feels like it's the best shower in the world. Yeah, and you look down on your ankle deep in brain, <laughs> brain filth, dirt. Yeah, yeah dirt. dirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I do. Else. I do. Yeah. To be honest, I, I have had showers. I I tend to avoid the showers in the mountains because they're never yeah. that great, you know. And they they do feel <clears> amazing <throat> when you're in them, but as soon as you get out and you start freezing, and you've got to dry off in a little, in, in the tea house bedroom, yeah, yeah. it's like nah. So just, I, I'll just, I'll, you know, uh, what do I put on my hair? Dry shampoo. Dry shampoo. But, but before I used um, talc. talc, yeah, because someone told me it's the same thing. Well, I remember you did that. And then it's kind of, you know, I, I hope no one walked into the room because you put talc on, you kind of went like that. And there was white powder everywhere. And I thought this could be dodgy. If someone walks in now, they're yeah. going to think something's going on. No, but what happened was <laughs> there's a video of me because obviously I talc, I talc everywhere. But yeah. I put a little bit too much in the undercrackers and then when i sat down it kind of blasted out the bottom of my legs i've got a video of it somewhere wow you'd have to dig that out share it share it with the group mate share it with the group yeah yeah um yeah any any questions as well just because i'm what we have just gone five past one now that flies by um any questions around the pool the guides you know anything like that at all i mean any any questions that's what we're here for as well uh, do drop it in um obviously i've seen some comments and, and different things but and we've had someone email as well which is always great but any any questions guys any any of those last minute things that um, sort of crop in? Um, obviously, I, you know, I know that Diane's due to go. Uh, we've got George due to go. Um, you know, so any any last minute questions, guys, just drop them in. Um, whilst, I'm, whilst we're here, yeah, because it's been a mad couple of weeks, but um, just as a kind of last kind of push from us, really, 
um, is that over the next 40 hours, we're going to be going privately live on the crowdfunding. So if you uh, if, if you haven't heard um, or you haven't been on the lives, you haven't seen any of the posts or the emails, um, Evertrek are opening um, essentially shares and equity in the business. And uh, we've got the pre-reg, uh, basically we call it the pre-registration phase, which is you you kind of sign up and on, on Cedars, Cedars is the platform that we're using for the equity crowdfunding. Um, they've had some big companies, you know, Revolut, much better adventures, you know, a lot of, um, <laughs> it's all right, I'm allowed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other, other companies who, who have raised um, sort of funds and investment to, to grow the business. And that was, you know, that, that was our idea because we've, we've never had any outside investment before. It's always been from, well, back when I started the business, really, we, it's only been from what we've made to grow the business. You know, we're really proud of that, but we've got some big ideas. You know, we want to release, like, you know, we've got you know, 14 other countries that we'd like to, to, to open up. Um, you know, we've got new systems that we want to kind of get out there. We've got new community events. We've got a lot of things that we want to work on that, it's, um, as you can imagine, with any kind of growing business, you know, investment really helps. Um, so, yeah, that's what this is. So, yeah, if you do want to get involved in that, because it's uh, we're only opening it to the privately live people. So you'll get uh, first dibs, essentially, to, to, to get shares in Evertrek. There will be investor rewards as well. Do um, uh, jump on the the link, which I hope Vicky is sharing. Which uh, if uh, if she's listening, um, yeah, if you can pop the uh, the coming soon page, that will only be open for the next kind of couple of days because um, it might close sooner than that. Um, just because we're we're just waiting for everything to be signed off from Cedars. And whilst we're talking about this as well, when investing, um, capital is at risk, so we we always have to, as Dave calls it, the the T and Cs. But mm. no, because it's obviously investment. Um, uh, capital is any of anything you invest can be at risk um but yeah we we'd love to obviously work with you we're going to be working quite closely with our investors on them um, on the growth of the business um and i hope it's coming in there now i think are you, are you struggling to no. she's finding it she's finding it she's on it they'll they'll work on it i just saw yeah. jerome say something about a one meter square wet wipe no wow that, that, really that, that can't that can't be that can't be right one meter square i want to come back to this have a look jerome if Where's that, the uh, one meter square deodorant body wipes? That sounds amazing. I know. Jerome, can you send me a link for that, please? Um, because I want to look into this. If this is if this is not true now, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> Are you looking for the link, Ant? I am. You've gone off. You've gone off camera. I know. It's all I, good. I, I, I can't see Continue. Continue. I can, well, yeah. Here so we go. I did see one question, which was um, go for it, Dave. Go uh, for from it. Daniel Saxon, um, just back from Island Peak. Merrily the guide uh, was awesome, as was his port Alama. And he wanted to mention because yes. he, he spotted that basically in the tea houses, obviously clients and guides um, get fed there, um, <clears throat> but the porters didn't. And he wanted to ask if we were aware that that was the way. So essentially, with the porters, so the guides yeah. always have to eat and live alongside yeah. the the clients. Um, the porters, we basically give them. There's, they get money and the money is for a few things. So one, yeah. we don't expect them to pay out of their own pockets for things like food and stuff like that. Yes. But equally, they tend to have their own little sort of community <clears throat> in these villages. So the porters basically get money um, to subsist on whilst they're in the mountains with the team. Yeah. And essentially they can eat wherever they like. Um, the issue is there's often places outside of the main lodge where the clients are that they can get um, you know, basically their dalbat for yeah. a lot less and things like that so they so they get to sort of benefit more from that money um yeah so it is something that you know we we do make sure that they've got enough 
um, food and water and we do make sure that they've got enough um, money to get food and things like that yeah and that's that doesn't actually that's not like their salary that's just their subsistence allowance and then they get paid and then we encourage everyone to do tips as well so hopefully that's all good then um but yeah you know we do know that when people are in the mountains they may see a difference and things like that and i encourage anyone that like has a concern to message yeah. me because i'm more than happily um talk over things and 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 trust me that if i was to hear about something that wasn't quite right yeah um a hundred percent i'll um i'll dive into it straight away yeah um, it's, it's, it's quite interesting isn't it because you're right you you kind of think you know i hope the guys are eating i remember when i was out there um you know and because they they often don't eat in front of you or <clears throat> um, the guides you know that you're like you know they're they eating they're they, they okay like should we, yeah. should we get them in um because yeah you want to you want to look after your guides right and, and you care for them especially you know we're talking about connecting with guides and, and becoming friends with them yeah you, you know you get to care for them um but just from our side yeah like you know we've always worked hard to work with teams that look after their guides um we wouldn't we wouldn't work with Sorry, I wasn't laughing about what you were I know, saying. I, there. I, 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 I saw see. Stefan's comment there about, um, yeah, it was a bit of a shocking sight. <laughs> Fortunately, yeah, what happens in the mountains uh, stays in the mountains, doesn't it? You know? <laughs> well, but, clearly um, not. <laughs> nice one, Stefan, and thanks for your comments as well. Um, yeah, really appreciate it. But no, and with the guides, you know, we we always want to make sure that their health is looked after. You know, yeah. that they, they are supported. Um, you know, and that's why generally, if you've got good guides with you. And especially guides who have climbed 8,000 meter peaks, like a lot of our, um, a lot of our guides, um, you know, uh, 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 mountain guides, um, uh, uh, trekking guides, been doing it for a very long time. They'll tend to want to work for companies that look after them. Um, so, which is always a good sign. Yeah. So, for instance, like we 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 attract certain certain guides because they they know that you know, you know they they enjoy one they enjoy working with the, with the brand. Um, they obviously see Evertrek customers out there having fun, which is good um and they're well looked after and i think so, so it's it's that way as well you know so the mm -hmm. things we put in place we attract better guides and that's i've, I've certainly seen that um and you know is, and i'm really really proud to have that happen no and it is and we do <clears throat> look after them if something was to go wrong as well yeah now a lot of people uh, who are portering on the hills not just for clients but for yeah you know you see loads of supplies going up and down um a lot of the time either they have to get their own insurance or they have to um or they just could do their tracks without it yeah we make sure that they are insured and we do that um anuj make sure that every single porter over there you know is not going to be left yeah. um with a lingering injury or problem or sick as a result of our trips and then not get our help to kind of like yeah. get over that um and that's why we got the guy oxygen I, I think i remembered as well that because the weather was bad got him oxygen and I think he was stretched down to Ferriche yeah. from Gorek Shep, um, where he where a um yeah, where we could get a, a helicopter back down. Oh, nice. But yeah, Dan, yeah, it's it's funny because actually talking about Ferriche, I yeah, remember yeah. one time when we stopped there, um, and after like we had our food and stuff, I wanted to go out and have a walk around the village and have a little yeah, look, yeah. and then I saw this like little local um tea house with all of our porters and stuff in there playing cards That's and right. stuff like I that, that but what was yeah, funny yeah. was like i wanted to kind of join in and play cards I know, but yeah. when i walked past it was like it was quiet it was quiet because i think um i did i, I it's I, a respect thing well it? i i also reckon there was a little bit of uh, <laughs> money being exchanged ah, and, uh, okay, okay. that's the one thing i'll play cards with the guys but i i'll never bet money no because no. one we'll take it off of it 
yeah, I mean, I never win. <laughs> so it's not much so, of a risk. But, but if I should, but, then, but, so if, but, if, but if I did, well, what would I do? You know, I think yeah, I just, I think I just put it behind the bar at Luckler and say, like, have at it, boys. <laughs> <You> <laughs> well, know? I think Brian mentioned way, way, way earlier that um, they certainly know how to have a good time in Luckler after the trip. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Do you, you we do did, like a party. You did that one time. We, um, Andy, basically, we got back to Luckler and we were delayed. We had to walk through the monsoon. Yeah, the worst rain I've ever experienced. <clears throat> it was crazy. Um, I know a lot of people on this live now have experienced what monsoon rain is like in Nepal, and it's 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 something special. It is. Um, and we got there and we knew we weren't flying in the morning. That was out the question. So we thought, well, let's let our hair <laughs> We'll get all the guys together. And Andy, in his wisdom, put some, um, I don't know whether you, you announced that drinks on me or whether you put money behind the bar. But what was hilarious. Just said, just help yourself. But what was hilarious yeah, yeah. was like one of the porters said, oh, can I have a beer? And I said, oh, yeah, Andy's getting beer. Just get yourself a beer. And I seen him walking <laughs> five or six beers back to his mates. I did notice. And I yeah. was like, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to. You've earned it. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, you, you go crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think I had a bottle of cookery on you. I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we, oh, we, we had some, we had some good rum, and that Raxi, that Raxi was absolute. Roxy. The ex-Gurka who was there, he was, yeah, very, uh, very, very, yeah, very interested stuff. Um, Andrew, do trekkers have access to help for reaching medical center just for Everest climbers? Good question, actually. I think the if if you need it. They'll, um, I mean, because normally it is reserved for medical, um, uh, sort of big, big stuff. Um, you know, if people are really, really ill, I know it's it's kind of reserved for that. But I know some people before who have, who have fallen ill at base camp, not had weather um, to get the helicopter. It's been so bad weather that they've actually gone down to Fariche and then seen that medical mm -hmm. center, uh, seen someone at that medical center. I think there's one in Luckler as well. Um, so if you do get the flight back, you can get get it there. Um, but yeah, it's not just for Everest climbers. I think a lot of them do use it just because they're a lot of the expeditions, I think, support the center. So they get maybe preferential treatment a little bit. Um, I know Comrade Anchor's got a lot to do with it. Yeah, well, because um, a, a big part of setting it up, I think, and, and they get, yeah. you know, which is fair, isn't it? At the end of the day, if they set it up, but, but you know, they get, they get, um, the climbers I, get more use of it. Yeah, I don't think they'll turn away anyone that needs, uh, no, that, no, need, no, no, that, no. that needs medical help in that, <clears throat> in, in there. Um, yeah. But then, you know, we're, we're very lucky that, you know, in as much as because we we don't climb Everest, that you know, obviously, but we 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 don't climb Everest, but we're stepping into that arena, yeah. so we do expose ourselves to dangers. We all do, you know, like it's possible to have you know anything that can happen to you on Everest can happen to you trekking yeah. to base camp, essentially. Um, you know, in terms <coughs> of like me. the effects of altitude and and things like that. Yeah. The, obviously, the odds are a lot lower. Um, but I think we're very lucky in in that yeah. respect that our acclimatization program is pretty good um and if someone does start to get ill generally there's a lot we can do to kind of handle it before they need to go into yes. the yeah. into don't somewhere think it's over yeah exactly yeah, into, yeah. you know we don't necessarily just rush people down to Ferriche to get them checked and stuff when yeah. there's a when there's a lot we can do um <laughs> don't climb Everest yet um no not yet but soon 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 relatively speaking um Laura actually brings us on because we, we did want to bring up um and discuss obviously the guides um you know absolutely awesome people and yeah regarding tips um and i think laura mentioned there um i know it's not really tip money was an additional cost essentially that yeah some people don't oh, it, it's, it's hard because we, we can't we don't we don't force people to tip but we always say you know maybe we should change our language on this well no, I, I, i've started saying tipping's mandatory on that on that tracks yeah it should be it should be i mean it's, it's because we've always said it's culturally expected but i think um you know we always like to 
you know, it's hard because it's, it's almost like you're managing it politically, but it's not. And to be fully transparent with you, we, we support our guides. And a big part of that is is the tips, yeah. you know, and, 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 and just educating people about the tips. And I think it has changed over the years. I think, you know, going back to like 2018, 2019 to now, um, I, I'd say that we've certainly tried to encourage higher tips just because it's, um, you know, obviously this work is seasonal. And we want to get it right. And I know we've had some feedback off Evertrekkers who are like, you know, they just want to know how much, because I'm the same. If I, if I give like a hundred pounds, you know, is, yeah. that, is that a good amount? Is that, are they going to feel okay? Or yeah. do I give 150 pounds, you know, and it's always that, well, what is the right amount? And it's, it's hard to get well, it completely right. But exactly. I mean, what we say is we're yeah. not asking anyone to go into their overdraft and stuff like that, Yeah. but the trip itself <clears throat> is expensive. All the equipment is expensive. And we, you know, there yeah. are certain things that we don't want to skimp on. And one yeah. of those is looking after the guys that make it possible. Yeah. And I said this on my first trip that yeah. I felt like I trained like an astronaut. You know, I felt like I was fit enough to go to the summit. Yeah. But if the port put my bag down, I wouldn't have got a bit. <laughs> that's, that's true. And that's absolutely, true. absolutely yeah. true. And yeah. I just, I feel very passionately about it. We've had this before and we were, I've been like, yeah, tips, you know, and I'll, I'll gladly, you know, go to war for those guys because yeah. the stuff that they do is is, a, is amazing and i think yeah no one's asking you to kind of like get a loan draw cash out your credit card and and give yeah. give way more than you can afford but before the trip factor it in at the forefront yeah. and understand that it is something that's going to be done it is different uh, like than tipping over here um in as much as you know nepal's a third world country it's yeah. very poor yeah. and the tips form a very important part of their livelihood they yeah. do get wages they do get looked after but the tips can be huge yeah you know and we're not gonna hide that it makes a massive difference to those guys and it can support them their family their, um, exactly. their friends and the more you tip the better their lives are gonna be you know and yeah. given the hardships of trekking at high altitude with a bag on your pack as a porter that's a good thing right yeah exactly and you know diane what you put there mate uh, about a hundred pounds and, and you've suggested 150 yeah good on you and, and thanks for um for doing that um yeah and as dave said you know with, with regards to you know looking after the guides uh, i suppose a big part of it is, is us trying to sort of help you come to the best decision for you yeah so like dave said in terms of not going into your own art not going you know don't, don't do it outside of your budget but that being said you know i think it's important to, to remember that um you know like like you just said i wish i was probably the third time uh you put your bag down you put your big bag down it's very hard to move it at altitude oh no yeah like, so you know it, it is it is is way worth it um and they're fantastic people as well and i think it's something nice because I, yeah in the uk it's not kind of our culture to tip that much is it um whereas i know in certain cultures it's it's kind of expected yeah um and certainly i think in you know nearly all of the countries i'd say morocco is a little bit different um but i definitely think that in nepal tanzania peru they're definitely expecting a certain amount of tip, um, yeah. and if you and if it was lower, then it it's not awkward, but it's kind of like, oh, okay, I thought I'd get the tip. Yeah. You know, it's um, it, so yeah, it is it is finding that balance and uh, bring it back to, <clears throat> you know, what 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 feels like the right thing for you. You know, what what feels good. You know, because doing the right thing, I think, if if that's a, at the forefront of your decision making, you know, you're probably going to make better decisions. And and I think if in terms of that with the rest of the group and finding a, a, something that works for you yeah. like diane mentioned there 150 pounds each um you know which i would say is is probably towards the higher end 
Yeah, it's a good um, amount. It's a really good amount. And you know what? That will go down very well. Honestly, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things as well when, you know, yeah. we as Brits, we're naturally awkward around this. Kind of thing. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's like, how it is. So it's, it's like, like, am I tipping enough? I don't want to offend anyone, but equally, I, I don't think I can afford to give some. Just honestly, do the best you can for those guys. Yeah. That's what we're asking. I see what Laura says there that it's tricky if, if others don't want to, but honestly, yeah, you can't. I, I, you're doing your trip for you and you've got to just yeah. you know just do whatever you can do and if no one else wants to do it then honestly then i'd be kind of like that's on them yeah you know and one thing it's i will hard, say but... as well that if if say for instance and I, and literally i think i can recall one instance in our entire history where yeah the group either didn't tip or gave very i think it was, it was very, issues what very was... low tips yeah, so not not enough about. really once it was shared out you yeah. know it was like probably less than twenty dollars each once it was shared out yeah you know the we we, we know about that and then we'll deal with the, with the with the guide and his team directly and 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 i believe we compensated for that we you know did, we did um, yeah. well we didn't you know you like at the end of the day we we go back to looking after you looking after your guides um and looking after your people it's it it, it pays dividends in, in in terms of um them wanting to work for you and you know we we do look after and you know that i remember that instance probably was about four years ago now yeah it was it was, it was early doors and it was um, um i think it was you know rarely these days guys do we have any ever trackers that don't think like that you know they, they, they do care for guides but you know we we are a growing business and we attract many different individuals and you know some people think differently and that's fine um i'd say 99 percent of ever trackers don't i think part of the brand is part of the community you like to do the right thing and you know i hope i hope that comes across that we we kind of we encourage that because it might make you feel better as well and i think certainly yeah it's hard if if, if i was in a group and someone didn't want to give a certain tip yeah it'd feel awkward wouldn't it I, yeah definitely it'd be like oh come on mate <laughs> you know these guys just carried your bags um you know but like dave said it's on them um you know the guides will remember who did and who didn't um and it's you know it's yeah it's, it's certainly um a challenging one but keep doing the right thing um and, you know and it's, it's great to discuss this because hopefully then if you go in on the trip or in i think actually someone um what was it was it it's just coming down i think it was richard here we go richard hello from ferry che on our way back from ebc epic journey thanks for having a trek local guide porter's trip of a lifetime oh, richard awesome. great to it's always nice to see people on a trek on the live um yeah and have a safe trip back down and yeah glad you glad you've enjoyed the journey mate and, and well done congratulations as well just safe trip back down take it easy enjoy the irish bar in in, uh, in namche uh i take it that's tomorrow so tomorrow awesome. fantastic sorry dave I've, <laughs> i was like i felt like i had more to say right yeah yeah I was like, <laughs> but no no it's all good it's all good it's all good quite quick but no i see um you know karen's <laughs> good bry <laughs> so yeah, if you yeah. tip the bar with a lot you'll never actually have to go to the bar for your beers that is awesome brilliant. that's brilliant um yeah, yeah to be honest Karen, we've thought about like you know different ways yeah. of kind of incorporating the tipping and honestly it's a balance of it's well one logistically like the money needs to end up as cash in the hands of those people that just completed yeah. the trek so and it's bet and also there's there's a certain element of it's still yeah, expected it's they? culture it's, it would still be culturally expected exactly for the people on the track to give tips and there are going to be occasions where you feel like you've offended someone because maybe you you tipped a wrong amount or yeah. the divvy up was wrong or anything like that but yeah. honestly it's a small price to pay for just for the whole 
thing. Yeah. Because when you consider that we send uh, about a thousand <clears throat> people a year or more to um, Nepal and to Everest Base Camp, and then we might end up with, if I end up with 10 or 20 a year where people say, oh, the tipping was a quite awkward. Well, that's like over 900 that went really well. So although yeah. it's not um, a completely perfect system and tipping never is, and you might end up feeling a little bit awkward, but if at any time it becomes an issue, you just contact us in the UK yeah. um, and we'll, and we'll, 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 it's a good point though, because we honestly, we came up with that same idea, Karen, because it was, um, I think it was me, you, Jen, I think it was even Lauren, we're sitting around the table like four, four and a half years ago. And, you know, a similar question came up about tips and we were like, maybe should we, should we include it just to make it easier? Which is, so it's a really good idea. But then we had a chat with the guys and they were like, you could do that, but they're still going to, they're still, they're still going to want it, yeah. it because it's it, they always expect more on top regardless yeah. of what it is and we were like okay because let's just keep to what we're doing but it's, it's a it's a good point mate. yeah because they won't well, appreciate mate. that we've reinvented the wheel essentially yeah so yeah it's 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 a yeah. it, so so it would be like that no 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 i've paid ever for the tips and they go yeah yeah cool cool yeah <laughs> you know exactly i know and, and then we'd end up and then we'd end up with people going like, like right we, okay. we tip twice <laughs> stuff, you know so um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but no it is a good it's point a good and honestly we have any time that we think about the um what we what we term the customer journey you know which is yeah they, they haven't heard of evertrack to they've just got back from ebc yeah the customer journey is everything that happens in the middle and we do think about like what's the best way that we can make that as slick as possible and sometimes you know there's not a perfect solution for every scenario that might come up yeah but with tips i think it's more of an ethos thing you know if you go there with a mind that yes you've budgeted a good amount for tips beforehand and you've checked with us or you've checked that you know mm -hmm. if you're uncomfortable you can say i'm thinking of bringing this amount is that enough and i'll be honest and say honestly i think you should bring a bit more or oh that's too much you know so yeah, we can get you yeah. the right amount and then you can be confident then that what you're giving is right and yes. fair and then if anything arises where you feel differently we can talk about it and i'm sure there'll be a, you know something we can do <laughs> so i'm just reading jerome's we couldn't get the irish bar at namche cow was in the way that is brilliant yeah. that, that's that's just typical namche traffic um yeah <laughs> with a calf and then the cow oh mate that's oh, uh wicked it's a shame i'm sure there was somewhere else you could have gone uh, but no, um, they do get in the way sometimes. Is it, called, is it called oxygen liquid? Is that what it's called? I think it's a liquid bar. Oh, opposite. Yeah, you're right. Actually, there is. Um, I've been there for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, and yeah, ju just one more comment. Who was it? Because uh, what time is it now? Oh, geez, right. It's flown by today. I know. Um, but yeah, I think Bear mentioned um, just my opinion, but the guys who are working to help you, how much do you pay? They do this to a money not for good yeah absolutely i'll be more than happy to pay a decent tip exactly bev i mean regarding pay and things like that i go back to what we said before about we attract good guides who want to work for us and um you know i know that because uh, essentially when we um when the, the guides get well they get their pay basically every month from our team in nepal um it's like a salary essentially um so they even get paid during the off season not just during um the times that uh, we run trips Mm -hmm. So just something that, you know, just something to be aware, you know, they, they are very, very well looked after. Um, but now when it comes to, to tipping and, you know, maybe we should just do a live all about tips because we could probably go all day. But oh, it's, yeah. it, no, no, it's, it's important. Isn't yeah, it? it's an important one. Yeah. So but, we, we, there probably is a live about tips in there. I think also did. one thing as well is that yeah, you yeah. may notice and we've been made aware that sort of the advice that we give on tipping yeah might be different in certain places that's, that's because point, when we've built yeah. guides or the planners yeah. obviously times change and evolve 
So yeah. if you do see anything contradictory, yeah, let um, us know. Let us let, know, let us know yeah. and we can give you the advice one to one on what to do so you're fully prepared. Um, but if in doubt, go with a hire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, we've um, yeah, we, we've always tried to be, you know, we've always tried to put heaps of information out there, but we realise that actually with all of it out there, lots of it um, is is some of the stuff we used to do back in like 2017, 2018, and we kind of, you know, one the the, the pound versus the dollar isn't as strong, <laughs> so um, for us it's actually a little bit more expensive to give them a certain amount of dollars, um, so that kind of changes, and plus as well, I think we we've a, we we now attract a different kind of um, you know, we had we good guys in the beginning, but they're kind of a very high level now. Like Dave said earlier, best of the best. Um, and, you know, they do cost more. Um, and, you know, we, we, we don't mind that because it means you guys get a far better trip because the, the way they manage you is, is just a lot better. Um, Stefan's point there, a good point there, that it is yep. about a thousand rupees or more for a beer and a loft. I will say a loft yes. is a really, really nice five-star hotel, essentially a Marriott. Yeah. Um, yeah, cheaper beers. cheaper places. Cheaper, cheaper beers. <laughs> I like the Rock Bar. I can't remember the name Budibar of it. Now. Was one of my favorites. The Buddha Bar is good. Yeah. Remember the Rock Bar where we saw this metal band playing in Kathmandu? Or oh, was that in the different one? No, that was. I don't think you were there. That was in the October. Wasn't that was it? in October. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, went yeah, and watched yeah, a, a, yeah. a really good metal band, like um, you know, in uh, in Kathmandu. If anyone's been to that metal bar, let me know the name of it. I'd be really interested. Joel, it's Joel Palmer. How you doing, mate? Um, coming at the end. Uh, I've seen uh, TV programs about EBC. Occasionally, you see vehicles in the background. Have they been airlifted in? That's probably, mate, my guess, because there's no vehicles at all in the Everest region, yeah. um, other than helicopters. Yeah. Um, is that that's probably in the Tibetan side, so in the Chinese side? So, uh, because they have got a road that goes to the uh, Tibet Everest Base Camp, not in the port. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jerome, the Allot Hotel. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, you know, we, we we love using a lot. We always get really good feedback, but we obviously have to remember it is. It's a five-star hotel. I, um, there are cheaper places to go. And again, we used to use different hotels, and I think Bri Bri is a good example because he's one of the yeah, only few true. customers that yeah. have stayed in both during the same trip. Yeah. Um, and although it is more expensive and it is plush and very posh and everything like that, yeah, he looked after. It. When you could, if you had the experience of staying in the other one, you'll know that yeah, hundred percent a lot better. Yeah. So again, like this is adventure travel. No, there's no perfect solutions to every problem. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I would say a loft is definitely better. <laughs> There's Brian. I spent ten days in the loft. A bar was our home. Uh, I know, mate. I know. And Joel, I know. Yeah, he's, he's always he's always in the background. But no, great to see you here. Well, look, guys. Um, firstly, I hope today's been been useful in a way. Obviously, we wanted to chat around the guides and, um, you know, obviously how we kind of look after them. Uh, you know, how it how it kind of comes across. Um, you know, in terms of the, the guides and the education. You know, the the, the health, the equipment, all, all the things that come with them. And, you know, we hope it's been a little bit useful around that. Just answering yep. some of the questions around tips as well. I hope that's been useful. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, we've got a lot going on at the moment. Obviously, you, you probably saw we announced um, competition yesterday. I know our Facebook ads guys were uh, ahead of the game. So, uh, yeah, we've, we've already had, like, they're on it. They're on it. I know. A couple of, couple of thousand uh, entries already. But, um, no, it's great. And, obviously, get involved because if, you, if you're part of the community, you've probably seen one of our competitions. Um, uh, but obviously, any competition we do, we, we, it comes from a point of positivity. We want to help as many people as we can get on these trips. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's you know, it, it means you can do the, check out the guides. Do the UK stuff get tips or? Um, don't, I'm not too sure. don't eat yellow snow. That's the only tip. That's the only tip. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
or if uh, Stefan says of a yak edge away on the trail. Then quickly. Oh, that reminds me of a funny story, Stefan. I'll quickly get it in there. Go on then. When we were all sat around um, uh, <laughs> on the way to base camp, I believe it was near Pangboche. Yeah. And this dog had just pitched up in the middle of the path. And a yak train comes up and they just stop. The dog wakes up, looks at the yak and then goes back to sleep. And the yak just refused to move. So what the yak decides then is, well, I've got to find another way around this dog. <laughs> so it just dives into like the restaurant area. Yeah, and all right. about, about eight or nine of these yaks just followed it. You see chairs going everywhere and people going, get out of the way. I remember that. And, and this dog just completely oblivious to the utter chaos yeah. it caused. <laughs> that was funny. Things was... you remember. I know. Great times, mate. Memories from the trail. Um, but right, yeah, have an awesome week, whatever you're up to. I'll be back next week. Um, and yeah, I hope that's been useful. Any final thoughts from you, Dave, about the guys? No, honestly, I think my final thoughts, I think I'll put out to the Evertrek guys, to everyone on this live, everyone on YouTube, for, uh, everyone's listening, basically, however, when this Podcast, is. Yeah. yeah, I really do appreciate that one of the things that comes back from you guys is just the pure and sincere concern for those guys out there yes and um the fact that you just you, you care for them you want them to look uh you know you want them to be healthy and happy and have good lives and yeah so yeah. do we exactly exactly well look um cheers guys have an awesome week and we'll uh yeah we'll catch you next tuesday have a awesome. time bye noise bye <laughs> Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I yeah. hope you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, trying to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye. <laughs> I'm gonna go